Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today is an episode of Down the Rabbit Hole with the Rabbit Hole Gang talking about NFTs. We have a few new faces, namely Jess and Chad, joining Alan, Josh, Shane, and me. We talk a lot about punks, Top Shots, Cool Cats, the Board Ape Yacht Club, Atom Bomb Squad, Art Blocks, and much more. We also highlight some things we just bought and new projects we're excited about. All of this is about to happen right now on Down the Rabbit Hole here on Domain Sherpa. So let's go. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. I am Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. J. On, and I am the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is a down the rabbit hole with the rabbit hole gang, because as we say on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. But in the reverse, our work in domains and digital assets has us venturing all the time into different areas. One area that we've been spending a whole lot of time, as everybody knows, are both crypto and NFTs. And today is an NFT show, and we have some really special guests so for those of you who are trying to figure out in advance whether you want to stick around, if you're here for the domain content, you may want to wait till the next one. If you want anything to do with NFTs, which I think you all should, then this is definitely the place to be and where you want to be. So with that, let me go ahead and introduce my guests. I'm going to start at my right, and then I'm going to go kind of down and around and do it that way. So first things first, I got my boy Shane Coulter, a.k.a. Sugar Shane, a.k.a. Honey Shane, a.k.a. Mike Rowe. What's up? I'm not even going to give the uh, the co-hosts and the regular guests too much of an intro other than the AKAs. But Shane, what's happening, man? How you doing? Uh, doing great. It's a good time of year for me. Fall, cool weather. I'm tired of this heat. So yeah, again, I smile a lot more when uh, when I can not I'm not sweating to death. Yeah, no doubt. It's actually even cooling off a little bit here in Florida, although uh, we're still a couple of weeks away from like the cool, yeah. cool weather. You know what I mean? But uh all right. Well, that's what's up. Well, thank you for being here. All that's right. And outside, then, everybody. That's outside. I actually go touch, outside just to let touch you know grass. what that, what that means grass. when I talk about the weather. That's what you see out your window. <laughs> Get outside and touch some grass. I like it. All right, cool. Well, then we got two really special guests, Rabbit Hole Gang homies from the Discord. Uh, the first time on the show, starting first down to my lower right, we got my boy Jess Chura, a.k.a. Jess Curry, a.k.a. Jess Starberry, a.k.a. J.C. Nick's Tape. What's happening, oh, man? How are you? <laughs> love it, love it. I'm loving the Knicks references. Only yeah. the OGs know the Starberry reference. Yeah, man. Well, I know that's your squad, and uh, I know the NBA is your thing. So real quick uh, intro for Jess. He's a, a collector, builder, educating others on the NFT space. Previously worked on creating branding opportunities for Twitch content creators, Netflix shows, a couple of fun startups, passionate about basketball, and the Ability to uplift youth and entire communities. Part of that journey led him to NBA Top Shots, which is one of his favorite NFT platforms. We are going to talk NBA Top Shots today. I'm excited about that. It's one. Uh, it's a project I haven't really spent a lot of time. I mean, I have some general understanding, but I got lots of questions, my dude. And uh, and then obviously into the rest of the metaverse. So uh, with that, welcome to the show, dude. Thank you, thank you. You're missing out on Top Shot. We have to get you in ASAP. I know, man. Well, we're gonna. It's gonna happen, especially because we're gonna come up <laughs> on the season. I'm all about it. So, and then below me, we got my boy, Chad Fisher, AKA the Fisher King, AKA the honey badger, AKA Chadwick boss man. You know what I'm saying? So Chad runs a very successful e-commerce business. He's also very heavy, uh, you know, into NFTs, including Top Shots. And, uh, you know, we met Chad and Jess through Alan, uh, part of our discord. So, uh, Chad, welcome to the show, man. Really happy to have you on here. Yeah, thanks. This is, this is great. It's, uh, 
sort of went down the uh, proverbial rabbit hole last uh, late last summer, fall, and it's been uh, the last year feels like a decade. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. So the reason I said the honey badger is because the last name Fisher, right? I don't know if folks know, but in the Pacific Northwest, the Fisher is kind of like a competitor to the honey badger, right? And it's literally as the honey badger, super badass. I read an article, go to talk about going down a rabbit hole, right? I went down the Fisher hole, you know what I'm saying? And uh, about how the Fisher is just as badass. It might even be more badass than the honey badger. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) So, all right. So keeping it moving, we got my boy, Alan Dunn. That way, a.k.a. Bill Gates, a.k.a. Gandalf. Everybody knows Alan by now. I don't even have to give you that much of an intro. What's up, my man? How are you? Uh, Good, man. What's going on? Just living the (laughs) NFT dream, son. I love this stuff. (laughs) And then last but certainly not least, we got my boy Josh Reason, a.k.a. Bjorn Borg, a.k.a. Harry Kane, a.k.a. Super Bowl. Um, you know what I'm What's saying? What's this one? What's this one? AKA what? That's a new one. <laughs> Super Bowl, man. It's because you're always bouncing around project to project, man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't call you, I didn't call you paper hands. You know what I'm saying? Like bouncing around, not getting any of the gains, but just giving all the alpha. I love it. <laughs> all the alpha, none of the gains. What what what's up? Anyway, so that's what's even, happening. Even when even even when you're selling at a loss, you're contributing to the community. Yeah, so that's what it's all about, man. I'm not in it for me, I'm in it for you. You guys <laughs> he's like the dog that pees on the good spot so you know where to go next <laughs> so just follow his tracks in the snow just follow his tracks there's money there he's left it for you so that is definitely what's up and i got speaking of nts i got my board eight yacht club hundreds merch you know what i'm saying i got the sweatshirt i got the t-shirts i actually got two of the blue uh sweatshirts two of the blue t-shirts i got the black shirts the one that were the bayc merch drop and uh so I'm opening one of each and then saving one of each. So I'm going to try to do my sugar Shane thing where I hold on to some yeah. of it and don't wear it. I haven't even opened the boxes from the original merch drop. I got some black hat, some red hat, some shirt. You think you do. You think you do. You haven't even opened the boxes. You don't know, That's man. True. You know, it could be just know. a letter saying, sorry, we ran out. <laughs> we ran out. <laughs> but give us a call within 30 days and we'll give you your money back. Exactly. Like, That's right. Know. Or actually, we we hand we hand sewn a shirt for you if you just let us know. <laughs> exactly. So all good stuff, all good stuff. So we're going to talk some board apes, but I think more importantly, since we do have some top shots experts, I really want to get into that. Um, so I got a, we got a lot of topics, and I mean, because NFT time moves literally at the speed of light. It's uh, you know so much happens so fast. There's definitely a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been a good week and change since we talked. Last week, we were tied up with the NamesCon conference for all our domain maxis. You know, I was emceeing the domain, the NamesCon conference, which was a great show. We had a lot of fun. So that was tying us up. And now we're back getting our uh, getting our record on. So so with that, so you guys, so let's talk to Jess and Chad. And uh, so you guys jumped into Top Shots, you know, how, how long ago? Like, when did you start? How did you start? You know, we don't need crazy amount of detail, but just give the general idea of like, were you already into NFTs and then Top Shots came around? You're like, oh, this is dope. Or was that like sort of the gateway drug for you guys into the space in the first place? I'll, I'll start, Jess, and then you can chime in. So I, I had been hanging out in the Punks Discord since uh, October of last year. And so in December, um, Pranksy had been talking a lot about Top Shot. He just kept chatting up in the punk everybody in the yeah. punks discord was like no nah, we're not interested there was sort of this whole eth versus flow discussion where a lot of people just yeah. like 
just a lot of the OGs that were in there, they, they, they weren't interested in flow because it's a closed system. So they're like, no, 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 I, I don't want to do that. But Pranksy kept talking about it, talking about it. I think it was um, New Year's, like December 31st. I eventually was like, okay, whatever. So I, I jumped in and I started opening packs. And I was like, this is a lot of fun. Like I just yeah. loading the, I loaded <laughs> the credit card so much that I think that my bank shut it down. And I'm like, okay, I got I got to get. <laughs> and then eventually I called the bank and I, I started. And, and I think for S1, I must have bought like two or 300 packs just in in that first couple of days because i was like and they because they were only like nine dollars or something like that and so s1 like, is s1 gonna, is season one uh yeah sorry yeah season okay one. Yeah. that's what's up it, it was because it was about to close like mid-january uh i think it closed like at a or sometime in the first couple of weeks of january but i'm like oh this is fun like and they just started grabbing packs and and open it but yeah, jess you you can go ahead and, and chime in no, I was going to say that was back when you can buy unlimited packs. So that was, yeah, right. That, yeah, exactly. Like that, that stopped being an option, you know, sometime in probably end of January. Yeah. I got in around February and I think I'm kind of unique in the sense that uh, top shot was my introduction to NFTs, but also I was my first involvement in blockchain in general. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really, I knew about crypto and I understood the potential of it, but I wasn't really ready for it in terms of like the financial end, mm. but um, like NFTs are big for me because they kind of give off a cultural signal. And since basketball has been a big thing for me my whole life, I heard about Top Shot back in February from, it was either a tweet from Mark Cuban or an NBA journalist who was like, I'm having a really cute, uh, or sorry, not cute, cool experience collecting on this platform. And as more and more I looked into it, it for me, I wasn't familiar with, what was going to be the best blockchain for me. I real for me, the big pull was that I could spend fiat and not have to convert any of my money into crypto because I wasn't familiar with any of that end. And as someone who was passionate about MBA, I could have a collective collector experience like right off the bat yep. by just yeah. swiping my card for like a hundred fifty dollar LeBron James moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, and for me, you know, it's interesting. I have not gotten into top shots yet, but I'm kind of almost surprised at that just because, you know, I used to collect cards back in the day and like there's no question there is a real bridge, obviously, between, you know, old school physical card collecting and top shots. Right. I mean, it's probably the the most direct line. You know what I mean? I think when I started looking at it was maybe when they started having like the cues and the drops and like you would have to get in the line queue and then, you know, you still you know, you wouldn't get them. And like, you know, it was like it just and we see that now in drops all the time. I mean, how hard it is to mint right at, at the drop for almost all these projects. So, you know, that's become kind of par for the course. Is the uh, is it still kind of like that system? So where are we at right? Let's talk about that. Where are we at right now? So we're in between seasons. So right now, moments are available, but are they releasing new stuff still, or are they waiting till the next season starts before they start dropping new stuff? Um, so they released a few summer league moments from a few of the games that took place with the rookies and a few of the players that are trying out for teams still. And now they've kind of started releasing WNBA moments, so they're opening up the market to a whole new like. Sure. A new type of buyer, people who are into WNBA. And it gives um, people to earn uh, moments that have a top shot um, debut badge, which is a specific player's first moment on the platform. So regardless of when it took place, if that was your first moment that was available on that platform, there's a badge. So technically, every single WNBA moment coming in right now has that badge. 
So almost like a rookie card, almost like a rookie card kind of thing. That's dope. And they were like the, so top shots NBA, they had like a, was it kiosks at the summer league games that they had? That was cool. So I was in it just for the moments because I thought it was really cool to collect moments. And I used to speculate about the utility that could, they could possibly introduce, but then they started um, introducing moments at uh, that you can only buy if you were at the game. Mm-hmm. And then they had a, a certain experience for Phoenix Suns collectors who had a really high collector score and they picked random ones, flew them out to the NBA finals and they had like a, uh, their own top shot suite. They got to meet some of the players. They had like a shopping spree. So that opened up my mind. I was like, they can do this with every single team in every single arena. Yeah, and yeah. it's not just one game. They can do this every single game and just have like a top shot suite in every single arena. So I was yeah, like, yeah. I need to start buying Knicks moments and Nets moments for like stuff that I can actually attend. Yeah, like, yeah. even like Philly moments so I can drive over there. So that was cool. Yeah, Philly. You know, you, know, you know, it's funny. Someone said this to me the other day, and it wasn't related to basketball, but I, I can entirely relate to this now. Is that you know the, the whole Top Shot thing? A lot of people think it's like collector cards or whatever, but from like a from a publisher standpoint, it's probably the greatest direct access. To your most most loyal of the fans, like you, you have the database. I mean, Ticketmaster has the database. They're not sharing it with the Phoenix Suns or whoever. So, I mean, like this is direct. Like, like you, like you just said, Jess, you can literally find the top collectors' wallets and send them invitations. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and I think that's super dope. So tell so tell me this though, as far as trading and value and all that kind of stuff, like right now having top shot, like are our prices up? Is it the kind of thing is the market? Like, does the market move a lot? Is it relatively stable? Like what is our, is there opportunity to, to make money trading these at the moment? Like what, uh, um, there was kind of a lull and feel free to jump in anytime, Chad, there's kind of yeah. a lull in the spring when newer NFTs came out, you know, board apes started blowing up other projects that people who were into top shot realized that they could make money elsewhere. So there's kind of like a slow period, but now things are looking up because series three is coming out. A lot of new collectors are coming in because they want the physical experience. They realize they might uh, attend a game and then buy a moment that was only available at the game and then sell that moment. And they just had a whole NBA experience for free. So this is essentially like the NBA's currency in a way. So the more moments you have for your team, like the more, um, loyalty you're showing in a way like alan said to that brand or that team that you're collecting there was a a thing i thought initially though too where because it was on flow um you couldn't take a cash out right like if you made money selling top shots it was sort of like stuck there like how is that still yeah when when you got in so the the early folks um you know all the way through december january i didn't get my first cash out until march it was, and that was for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. And some people was actually into April, just depending. It was like about a two to three months. Some people even four month lag okay. um, to actually get, to get a cash out. And a lot of it was just, they were overwhelmed, right? I mean, when I joined in December, there was like 300 people in the discord, maybe 400, you know, and then they've obviously blown up to, to tens of thousands. And back to your earlier question about, you know, how it's, the, how it's kind of gone in terms of demand and just the, the, the value. I mean, everything spiked up. And it actually uh, reached its high point at end of February, just because there was so much demand and there wasn't enough moments. Like they had only finished series one and then season two had just started. But since then, um, the supply has increased dramatically. And so series two had all the way. So if you go from March to now, 
you know, they only stopped series two about a month and a half ago, two months ago. So this now it's actually not a bad time because it's kind of been like it went up and then it's sort of like crashed down, but it's kind of like starting to tick back up in anticipation, as Jess said, of, of series three. Okay. Yeah, I think just like NFTs in general, people starting to realize that 40,000 of a top shot moment is not really that much when you realize that there's millions of NBA fans out there who are willing to collect. So, oh, for sure. And Shane, did you buy any top shots? I mean, I know Adam yeah, Strong so I, was. Yeah. I had, I, yeah, Adam Strong is hat tip to Adam. He, uh, he in December was texting every night saying, you got to check this out. So I bought a bunch of, I shouldn't say bought, I probably bought only two or three packs, but it was literally one of the first hundreds of people that were buying top shots. So I didn't even look at it. And then he texted me one night, Hey, you're, packs are worth like $3,000. I go, how do you know how much my packs are worth? He goes, oh, you use an app and it tells you how much your stuff is. So I went back after not going on. I went back maybe in February and then I hadn't been on for a couple of months. And I was like, damn, these things are worth something. So I started playing around with it. But the reason I've made so much money from Top Shots is not because I made it in Top Shots. It's because once they started making it more difficult to get things like you had to have player scores and you know they're rewarding the people that were active it's too much work for me but then i see board apes come out and i think okay there's only ten thousand board apes that's literally one card in top shot i mean that's one card and yet there's hundreds and thousands of cards in top shots and these things are going for it so if you break that down to one card and everybody Board apes are going to be worth a lot of money. So I bought board apes thinking that's much more scarce than anything, mm. any card out there. So that's what convinced me that maybe move from top shots to NFTs because each NFT literally is a card. And now it's a quarter of a card if you're doing a 40,000 run on something. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. That's how I've looked at it is if you want scarcity, the individual NFT projects are small versions of cards so it really so, worked for me and I, I you know i kudos to top shot it's what got me into nfts and <laughs> awesome. that's one of the best perspectives i've heard <laughs> yeah that was really that's, that's i like that a lot and uh alan so you I, sound shocked <laughs> no <laughs> alan's like yeah, since I'm, you started I'm talking about a chain i went and i bought ten thousand moments Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what's unique about it is that like the hollows are so scarce that we consider them kind of like the bored apes of top shot and okay. then the other other levels like rare and common are kind of like fractionalized pieces and they're less important moments and hollow will be like the most like the best moments in nba history so if you really are looking to collect a top tier thing you would come in from the top and collect hollow which i believe are only 99 of each moment so I guess okay. if you multiply that with how many hollow there are, it's not a, not a bad way to start. And I think they've kind of give up, given off the signal that they will be the whole, like the grail of Top Shot moving forward, like legendary sure. moments and hollow moments. Well, and Dapper Labs, who runs the Top Shots, like, you know, they know what they're doing. And at the end of the day, I think, you know, they seem to be pretty well on the pulse of just the NFT space and trends and stuff in general. So I think they'll, you know, that it, it, would, it would kind of stand to reason that they'll, you know, have have that pretty well covered strategically for everybody. So collector scores means the more active you are, the higher your collector score. And then that gave you some sort of preferential treatment as far as being able to get new stuff as it drops. Is that how that works? Right. And they've built it in a way that you can um, like finish challenges to complete collector score. You can only build around your specific team. So if you've completed your, like the New York Knicks bonus or the Sixers bonus, you would get a bigger bonus because, you know, you completed all of the players from series two, that were available for that. So they've built it 
they build different ways to approach it. You can go for players that you like, you can go for teams that you like. So they're still building and learning, but the challenges are my favorite thing in my opinion. And what, what are the challenges that require? Like, what's that like? Um, so they'll ask you to the quote unquote deposit, let's say like eight moments for seven days, and then you'll get one rewarded to you if you just leave it. So it's, it's their way of staking. Staking. Moments. Got it. Okay, cool. And then Chad, so I know you're a Knicks fan, Jess. Chad, who's your team? Well, it was Sonics, but now they're, they're gone. So yeah. I, I, I don't really follow a particular team, I guess. I mean, Portland is the closest geographically. Um, okay. Definitely not Oklahoma city since they stole. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, but uh, so no doubt. All right. Well, that's what's up. So right now. All right. So let's close this up and then we'll segue into some other stuff. But the, um, so right now, if I'm trying to get into top shots, the recommendation is, I mean, obviously everybody's got a strategy based on their risk tolerance and how much capital they have available, but it would be to go on to the site and try to like pick a couple moments that either I like or, you know, fit whatever the strategy would be like, Hey, I'm going to start by, you know, I want to buy six. I'm a Sixers fan. Ben Simmons is, is, is giving me a lot of heartburn lately. You know what I'm saying? Come on, Ben, come on back so that we can fucking trade you, bro. <laughs> anyway, but, um, the uh, Joel and beat is the truth anyway. So, so I'd go maybe decide, okay, I'm going to grab Sixers or I'm gonna grab players that I like, and then just kind of start dabbling that way. I mean, is there like, you know, maybe go try to grab, like if I was going to spend real money, like how much is a hollow moment right now? Like, uh, and that's really a hologram, depends. right? Yeah. It really depends on the player. I was lucky enough to pull serial one Malcolm Brogdon hollow out of a pack. Okay. And, but that's considered like the cheapest hollow there is, I think. So it's kind of like a gift and a curse to own that. Yeah, sure. But there's like, you can go all the way up to like a hundred thousand and get like maybe a LeBron James hollow of his like Kobe tribute dunk or like something oh, wow. special. So it really varies on like where you want to spend. Yeah. I mean, pa packs is probably the easiest way to get involved. Um, but you can, I mean, there's, as Jess said, you can go all the way to hollow, but you can get common cards. Um, you can start pretty easy, but packs are the easiest way just because it's like, you know, it's, it's pretty affordable and um, you've got a shot at a, at a really good card or moment. And so you're buying packs now at this point, are you buying packs from the store? Or are you buying them from other collectors who've got them in drops? Well, it's not, there's not an easy way yet to get them from other collectors. Um, there will be, that's one of the um, things that they're going to add, but for now you just want to get it in a draw. Okay. So, all right, cool. And our drops still happening though, or are we like, so? yeah, yeah. There was one earlier this uh, late last week and the, the, they're, okay. they're a couple of week, maybe. Okay, cool. Yeah. Daryl Morey's a fellow Abe. You should talk to him about the Ben Simmons situation, JT. Uh, I know. He's struggling, man. I don't know if he knows how to solve this. You know what I mean? Like, he's a smart dude, and, you know, he seems like a good guy, and he's obviously active in NFTs and everything. But, you know, Simmons played so poorly in the playoffs, and I support Ben Simmons. I mean, jokes aside, like, you know, he's a, he's extremely talented, and uh, but I think he's got now his people around him telling him, hey, don't show up. And he's a little bit bitter because, you know, like, I think just, you know, the Philly fans are not easy. But, you know, his performance wasn't great. That's a hard balance. You know, I mean, for me, look, you know, I think anybody that's tweeting or, you know, mess, trying to message NBA players telling them to jump off a bridge because they played bad in a basketball game, they should be the ones taking the leap. But, you know, the uh, you know, but it's also, you know, hard. You get passionate fans who want to see that want to see players, especially in Philly. They want them to be passionate like they are. And, you know, Ben's got kind of a sort of a sort of a laid back sort of style and. He didn't look great in that Atlanta series, man. I don't know how he fits in it, you know, if, as we're trying to He's keep it horrible. moving. So, so. You're being kind. He was horrible. Well, I still got to be, you know, I'm still a fan. You know what I'm saying? I got love for dude. But I do think, you know, he's got, you know, uh, Rich Paul, right, as his representation. He probably wants to be out in L.A. anyway. You know, what we need to do is flip him to Portland and bring, 
you know, Dame time to Philly. That's what we need to do, man. I support it. I support it. <laughs> Although I can't imagine Portland would make that move. I'll take McCollum too. It's all good. But anyway, all right, so let's not turn this into sports stuff. Although, speaking of sports and hoops, we did interview Chris Jenkins on Domain Sherpa a couple months ago talking about his special shot and as he's trying to segue into NFTs. So for those of you who have not checked that out yet, check it out. We got it on our YouTube channel. Speaking of our YouTube channel, we just recently started uh, playing or started uh, publishing some of the old archive shows of Domain Sherpa. So for all you domains folks, we got some of that old content that started when Media Options acquired Domain Sherpa. We're going to end up going all the way back. At some point, our entire library will be available there as well as the newer shows. So, uh, so check that out when you get a chance. And then really quick, we're going to take a quick break to let our sponsors jump in, which is really just a Media Options commercial talking talk our uh pump up so we can pump our bags and then uh and then we're gonna be right back here on, <laughs> on domain sherpa we're all roads lead to domains and we're gonna keep talking nfts here with the rabbit hole gang 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 we'll be right back Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Domain Sherpa down the rabbit hole with the rabbit hole gang. We're talking NFTs. We're talking Top Shots. We actually just covered Top Shots for a while. So let's segue into some other things and some other stuff. You know, one thing Chad said that I thought was really interesting, talking about how he got into Top Shots in the first place, was taught was Pranksy on the uh, Punks Discord. You know, one of the things I think that's an underrated aspect of utility when it comes to punks, you know, so talking about that a little bit is like, you know, because people talk a little bit about how, you know, punks, if you look at their terms, you know, there's maybe this limit at 100K if you're going to use them for some sort of commercial, you know, like enterprise or whatever, whereas for board Apes, it's unlimited. You know, one of the things we love about the board Apes, but one of the most underrated aspects of utility when it comes to punks is really just the network. You know what I mean? And like you to the ability to get all that access to all that alpha in those discords, you know, all, would you guys agree? I mean, is that, uh, I mean, at least that's what I've seen in, you know, interfacing with some of y'all like that, you know? So. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'll, I'll start at, uh, for me, you know, when I, I bought, um, my first one in November of last year and I ended up, I had three at one point. I only, I've only got my one now and it's sort of a bittersweet having one because there's no way i'm ever going to sell it um it doesn't matter it it, it's kind of like i was talking to alan about this it's the it's the key for me to and now that i'm in private um discord servers that unlocks you know it's kind of the analogy i use is when i started last year it was a room there was a mansion full of 64 rooms and you walk in the first room there's 30 people in there and you try to figure out how do I get to that next room? And then eventually, how do you get to the next room? And, and the one of the biggest keys for me was how do I have the, you know, sort of the equity to have not only people take me seriously, but also just to be <clears throat> with a bunch of like-minded people. Now, there's all sorts of other PFP projects that have, you know, exploded and are super popular. But for me, it's that social capital that, that comes with it is... Mm-hmm it's priceless. I, yeah. I literally, I, I couldn't sell it if I wanted to. And, and I, I, I now want obviously 
another one or two, but the prices have you know gone up yeah, yeah, dramatically, yeah. like like everything. So. Yep. And we talked about that too, with some of the other rabbit hole gang guys who uh, we got like James Booth, who has like, you know, had the gold ape and some other things. So it's sort of like a similar kind of situation where even within the board ape yacht club, you know, you've got, you know, groups that are only accessible depending on the type of ape that you have. So, you know, if you've got special and rare type of thing, like, or, or a certain number of apes, you know, puts you in the room where, you know, because it's a combination, it's like you have other, like you said, like-minded successful, you know, sort of, you know, people that are on the same page that, you know, and, and, and in a lot of ways, these are the influencers and the tastemakers who help projects moon in the first place, because some of those people, by them being involved, and once they sort of let the world know that they're in, you know, you see that happen with some of these other projects. So that alone is like worth a lot of like, there's a lot of ton of value there. Um, plus, I think it's also cutting down on some of the noise, you know what I mean? When you go into some of the sort of call them the common rooms of these discord servers for these different projects, it's so like noisy, you know what I mean? You can't cut through the bullshit and there is uh, some gatekeeping that is necessary at times because you also have people that come in and just want to fuck around and shit post and stuff like that, but are not doing it in a way to even necessarily be funny. It's like annoying. Right. And it's like, and, or there's so many people saying so much stuff and it's like, you can't even like have an actual conversation or glean any real information. And I, you know, look, I got a day job. I joke about it a lot that it's like, I got actual work to do. I can't spend all day trying to parse through half of these discords to even figure out what's going on and, you know, making sure I'm not missing deadlines on projects I'm already in, how to figure out if I want to get more involved in projects that I think are interesting and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think without a doubt, I think, like you said, the, the, the punks as a key to that special sort of, you know, that special access, I think is, is, is really important. And it's like, it does almost get you to that final room. You know, there's a Frasier episode since you're talking about, you know, Seattle, I'll throw out a Frasier reference where he uh, they want to get access to this day spa because his neighbor gets the invite in the mail and he intercepts the mail and they go there and him and Niles not knowing what it is. And there, there continue to be different areas in the day spa that like you can't get access to unless first it's like you're in the regular spot and then there's the gold room and then there's the platinum room. You know what I mean? It's like, and as they're in the gold room, they're like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And then they see there's another room and they're like, this sucks if we can't get in there. You know what I mean? And it's like, till finally the last door that they go out actually takes them out by the dumpster because it actually is the door to the outside. But they're like, you know, the relaxation grotto, like we got to get there and they think it's so special. And then they realize, but, you know, but there is something to be said to be able to get into, you know, especially when there's real value and we're all limited in our time. Right. I mean, so at the end of the day, like when you're spending time, like you want to be interfacing with people that, you know, kind of vibe, it, you know, that, where, where you're getting value and at least on a social level, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Cause like I said, some of these other discords are so noisy and busy. It's just a big old waste of time. So, um, but go ahead, Alan, you go. See, I can't hear you, so I'm just going to pre- I'll mouth you. You want me to just do your words for you? I love the rabbit hole gang. JT's the best. I'm so uh, thankful and glad. I get upset because Farmer's got his nice him? little, his nice. Yeah, little, we, can, uh, we can hear you now. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, ahead, I, I, plug, I plugged in a new mic, uh, but apparently it's not working. No, I, I think the social capital of, uh, of these top tier ones are so underrated. I mean, um, you know, I, I compared to real life, like you're in Florida, JT, I mean, you know, there's lots of golf clubs, golf memberships mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I, I remember calling up one and just, just to get a membership. And it was like 65,000 bucks initiation or something. I had no interest in paying that much. But then, you know, when you sit down, you sit down and think about it, you're like, well, this actually makes sense for people that, you know, are kind of, you know, in that real category. And the social capital is, you know, to reduce the noise and stuff like 
Um, yeah, it's incredible. I haven't taken advantage of it because I, 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 I usually ask Jeff for some help. <laughs> but I, I can't take lived, yeah, as a quick interjection, Alan, like I, I you know, I'll, I'll go back to you, but I've, that, that's probably the best, um, you know, in terms of my time, it was a lot of work, but living in that punk's discord from end of November until, you know, the spring of this year, and then, you know, connecting with a lot of people from the, the early times is the, that there, there, I cannot replicate that time of my life. And in terms of like the connections that you can make and, and it's still there, like, and it's just, it's spread, right. Where before it was very much centralized and punks. Now it's, it's happening all over and tons mm-hmm. of other, other discords. Sorry, Alan. You, you... No, no, no. It actually brought up a really good point because I think there's, there's three steps to this, right? Like you were in the OG generation and it was much easier to talk to Pransky, Pranksy and all these people. I mean, you know, just there, there was such a limited crowd. And now, um, it, now we're at a stage where there's a lot more people and it's still relatively easy to connect with people. But you, you fast forward six months to a year from now. I mean, I, 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 I'm starting not to, you know, not to respond to DMs. I can only imagine what people with tens of thousands of followers have you know, shut down. So it, it does remind me going back to the domain names, like in early 2005 or six with Monty's conferences, like, you know, we all knew the people there. There's two or 300 people, whatever. Now you go to NamesCon, or there's a thousand people or 2,000. You only want to talk to about 200, right? <laughs> so, or you know, two. we're at 200 <laughs> or 20. <laughs> 20 or, yeah, 13 <laughs> no, no, but you're, in you're, recent years. <laughs> we're, at, we're at the second stage where you capitalize on the, the opportunity to kind of just be nice and connect with people and, you know, not want something, but actually just share information. Um, you, you can actually build an incredible network. I, I don't think it's going to be possible in, in, without a lot more work in six months. Yeah. And I do think the influencers, you know, as it, within the space will get, you know, harder and harder to not just connect with, but they'll also, you know, kind of evolve in that way too. And maybe not also, not all in good ways, you know, as folks get a little bit, you know, sort of big headed and things like yeah. that, but that's just, you know, but you see that in anything where people have success and, you know, cause you forget, not forget, but you know, one, one underrated aspect is a lot of these folks who have had, you know, we kind of came into this space after already having success in domain names and just in, in whatnot, but you know, you've got a you sort of a younger crowd, like all the young kids, like Jess's age, you know what I'm saying? Who've come up like, you know, and are making crazy money in JPEGs that they never made before. And, you know, are becoming sort of like the, you know, sort of the new wave into themselves, which, you know, is there are interesting social dynamics involved with that, you know? And, uh, I think for us, one of the biggest things was like social utility that we get. Mm -hmm. Um, It used to be tougher to carry around like a valuable asset that maybe you wanted to give off a signal to others. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a physical thing that you had to take. Maybe if you were traveling to a different country, you wouldn't necessarily carry your paintings with you. But now if you have a really expensive Chromie or Fidenza, you can show it off to somebody anywhere in the world, wherever you're sitting with like verification of the blockchain behind it. I think one of the biggest bridges to this was Instagram. People used to show up there, but yeah. this, this kind of gives that extra bit of verification. Like I really do own this. I'm not just taking a picture of this and just showing to you, like, this is mine. Yeah. So well, like yeah, the new, like, yeah. yeah. The new flex, you know, well, Gary V I saw a little clip that he was talking about where they were like, you know, what, what, you know, why would people care so much? Like, you know, it's, you know, just flexing the real world, you know, versus in the digital world. It's like, it's actually easier to show off in the digital world because now, just like you said, like if I'm wearing a Rolex, I only see the people that I see. Yeah, I can Instagram it, 
you know, but then you've got Instagram influencers who you find out are like renting, you know, not even like they're literally getting it. They're running onto a, an airstrip and jumping on a private plane, taking a quick selfie and then running off before security gets to them. And, uh, you know, this is actually an easier way for people to flex these things. And as they become more aware or just, in, you know, more like broadly out there in, you know, in the, in the purview of everybody, like, you know, the apes and the punks and all that kind of stuff, you know, they carry even more weight and even more of a flex. So when people are like, oh, you can right click and all that kind of nonsense and all that, and there's no utility in these JPEGs. I mean, there's no question that there is that, you know, that social utility, which, you know, going everything from access to special, like, you know, information. And, and I mean, and soon you look at the board, Eight yacht club 2.0 roadmap, you know, they're going to have that IRL, you know, club in Miami. I can't wait to see how that's going to play out. It's like, a, you know, you have VIP access, like, you know, I'm going to be crashing at Alan's house, even if he's not even there, just so I can go, you know, go to that spot. And, uh, dude, I'm you, don't need to, you don't need to. You better, <laughs> you better crash at the clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Get that would also be crazy, too. So we'll see. We'll see how a lot of that goes. So, no, I'm with it. So let's let's segue then into to talk a little bit about some of these other projects, because I think it's good to kind of let people know some of the things that we're into and what uh, you know, that seems to be one of the things we get a lot of feedback about the show, like, hey, this project, you were talking about that project. So uh, one that I think I, I want to bring up is Creature, right? Um, is everybody here like down? Like, you you know, I think Shaq just aped in yesterday and that was a pretty big deal. So it's like, and he also bought a mutant, but like, what do you know about Danny Cole and this whole project and, and all this stuff? Because it's like, I have one and I like my creature and he's got like the whole creature team behind him and it's raining. Shit's definitely so, kind of like, you know, abstract. What's the, what do you think? I, I personally love it. I, I When it first came out, I bought a few of the rears. And, um, but it, it was one of the only purchases I've made in the last couple months where, um, so one of them was for this small group that I managed money for. And it was the first, uh, it was the first uh, PFP, for example. I, I guess you could call it that for this. It, it, was, it was the first one that they came back and they said, this is beautiful. I would actually hang this on my wall. So I, I, there's art, there's real art to it. I, I actually really love it. And when he came out with an eardrop a couple of days ago and kind of like you have to put a, a feature set, a creature set, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of potential here. It's cool. I like it. Anybody else have thoughts on that one? No, I mean, it just didn't. That's the beauty of NFTs is some things just don't resonate with you and you, you know, you miss out and it becomes popular, but I don't have any problem with things like that. They're just, it didn't catch my attention. I didn't think it was that special and I skipped it and moved on, but that's, what's beautiful about this. There's another one right behind the corner that does. And no, it's uh, so true. yeah, so it's, it's, I don't, have, I, I don't have any qualms about missing out on anything. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I, ne well, I, I never, I never even heard of it. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, you'll buy two and sell them by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, um, you know, no, I like creature a, a lot. Like I said, I've got one and, uh, you know, and I got the playground, like the little mushroom playground thing, the drop that drop, you know, whatever came out a couple of days ago. Um, and I thought that was pretty dope too. And there's just a really, there's a really interesting kind of cool sort of vibe with that, where it's like, you know, it is almost abstract art coupled with the PFP project and like, you know, with just some other stuff coupled in. So I think that one's pretty neat. And I think that's going to continue to roll. I think you make an interesting point, chain. I don't really FOMO too much on projects that I don't jump into. Like I'm pretty good about like the lazy lions are blowing up right now. And I don't, not that I don't care, but like, I don't feel a certain way. Like, oh man, because I wasn't ever at a point where I was like, yo, I want to buy one. You know what I mean? Like, so I was never really there. The ones that drive me crazy are the joints that I either buy into and then sell too soon. 
or that I'm like right about to buy. And then like, I'm like, I'm going to come back later. And then the floor has gone up and I'm like, oh, now I'm out. One of the ones that's killing me right now is cool cats, because I think cool cats are so dope. I had a really cool, cool cat and I bought it for like 0.70 or 0.75 ETH. And I had it listed for like 2.75 for a while. Like I didn't even think about it. You know, it was one of those, like, as soon as I bought it, I put it up. I said, eh, if I can make two ether off of this, like, great. You know, at the time, ETH was almost four grand, like whatever. And then it sold during a run up, like when the floor was lava, you know what I mean? And then I was like, and then I think it was even during maybe the time when like the mutants dropped. So it was like, there was all this other stuff happening. So I didn't even think much about it, but I'd gotten, I have ghosts. So I got the ghost shirt. So I got the cool cat shirt with the minus one cool cat, you know what I'm talking about with the outline and everything. So the uh, so now the floor has gone absolutely crazy. They, you know, the Time magazine, not just only, you know, what I love about Cool Cats is because the art didn't grab me at first, but I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I, you know, I dug the vibe, the cute vibe of it. And like, you know, it was a very like the community and the overall aspect of that to me is very positive. You know, what I mean, the vibe around Cool Cats is just there never seems to be any drama. It's just all like it's just cool. You know, the Time magazine shit not only did is the like when they put out that time magazine cover with the cool couple of different cool cats on it, I was like, yo, that's really dope. And then it's like the CEO of time is literally like super active, like in NFTs and he's, you know, tweeting and they, you know, they just had their drop that they did. That wasn't, didn't go great. You know, like I think there was some gas and some other bullshit, but the, uh, you know, he was like almost apologizing for that, but like keyed into the community, you know, you see, you can tell that they're going to do some shit. Now they're going to come out with the milk tokens and like, so that is one. And then just the other day I bought the t-shirt with the cool cat, ghost collab and it arrived in the mail and that like hurt my heart you know what i mean i'm like i can't even wear this now like i don't even have my cool cat anymore like you know and i think the thing's literally like crying on the shirt i'm like that's like me i'm like that's me now so and that's that was my best move i wanted a cool cat but they, they got away from me and then they dropped a mutant so i sold my mutant and bought jake arietta so he's like a, uh, a, base, a cubs yeah, yeah. blue shirt with a beard yeah yeah so i'm like I've, i've been wanting jake arietta even though he's not on the cubs anymore yeah he was and on the finally i bought it and it was like five ETH, and that's what i sold you know my mute was a little bit more of that and now the floor i mean i think the floor for those are 11 or 12 and i thought yeah, I'm maybe the only person that flipped a mutant and actually doubled it with yeah uh, good for you man <laughs> well, well, i mean you got you got to buy you got to buy projects that you like though because there's there's definitely an issue for me and that if I buy something that I don't like because I'm FOMOing in, I, I, I have real trouble holding it. Yeah. Um, because real, you have real trouble holding anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all, in all seriousness, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, held, no, I think I that's held, a very I held, good point. I've, I've held apes and sold them for, you know, 75, 80, oh. you know, so I've done all right holding. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's because I like them, but at the, yeah. at the, at the end of the day, I, I literally cannot hold things long-term that I don't like. And um, yeah. Oh, I, cool, yeah, cool, I agree cool with cats that. For me, it was one, it was one of those cool cats. For me, I, I you know, it. like I just, yeah, I mean, unless, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I struggle, I struggle holding things that I don't like fall in love with in some way. And that's fair. Cool, cool cats. I, I love, um, yeah. but I, I still don't have that connection. Like I, uh, I actually owned a lot of them, and I just sold my last one uh, two days ago. Yeah, and TV it's been, face too. Yeah, four, TV four face. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, but did you? How much you sell it for? Uh, Thirty-five. But 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 it's 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 a project <laughs> that I never really connected with. I I don't know why. I, I don't know if it's just too broad or or there's not there's no drama in it, which is kind of sometimes 
Interesting. You're a planes and trains guy too. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's, they almost have too good of a plan in it that I just, it's not exciting enough. Yeah. <laughs> too common. That's it, too common. It was, um, it, it's funny. I actually, I still have, or not still, I finally got back or got into Cool Cats. I've got three, but it was the, the it's sort of, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll, I'll condense it. When it came out, some of the guys in um, the punks discord, it actually minted them like Dave, one of the um, uh, uh, guys who manages the punks discord. He actually ha- probably has a lot like 30, 40, one of the guys in our private yeah. server, he still has 70 of the, of the cool cats, which is crazy. Um, and uh, you know, there was this intense, like can- almost campaign, like in the whole punks discord for like a week where it was like, you know, they take, and it was smart because, because why they became, I think, super successful is the meme ability. Like if mm-hmm. you look at the TV heads, people put their punk in the TV head and then they'd put like their artwork behind it. And it was like, there was just so much you could kind of do with, with each of those cats. And I was just like almost bitter. I was like, ah, oh, I didn't get that. I missed it. But it was so silly because it was, it was small. And that's, I think that's a good lesson actually for a lot of these projects is that like sometimes when it's early and you miss, like if you don't mint, or if you don't get in the first, like, you know, when it gets to one ETH or two ETH, it's still in the grand scheme of things could be quite early. Cause if you think about apes and, you know, and I, and mm-hmm. I miss that, but it's like, you know, those, you know, early on were just like all these projects were, were super low and they've, you know, risen. And, and I think cats is the third project to hit a 10 ETH floor as it a is, PFP. Yep. yep. It is. So that's a pretty big, yeah, yeah. pretty big milestone. And, and cool cats was interesting too. Cause it was like, uh, it was like board apes, like board apes came out. I don't know, maybe on a Monday or Tuesday or something. And then Cranksy started tweeting about his bulk buys like on a Friday night just after midnight. And then, but people thought that Board Apes sold out right away, but they didn't. They were they were three or four or five days, you know, going. Um, and Cool Cats was the same way. They literally dropped the price. Like their initial uh, launch was like 0.06 or something. It was nothing. Yeah. 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 And then they dropped it to 0.02 because they never sold out. Huh. Yeah. So <laughs> it's phenomenal. Well, and then it shows you too. I mean, I, again, I think the time collab was really good for them. I think that, you know, we love the cats, that whole like, you I know, kind it. of like, that's a great, yeah. when you talk about meme ability, I think they had like a slogan that added more like, you know, more of a, you know, positive vibe to their whole thing and helped elevate them even further. I mean, yeah. And you talk about the TV head cats, the Bob Ross TV head is the bomb. I love those joints, man. Those are so cool to me. I, I think still that don't is- know who he is. You don't know who Bob Ross is? No, I need I need to Google this guy. That's Come true. On, man. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I have no idea. Wait, I feel like, like uh... all right. Hey, wait, real quick. Billy who's gonna do the post-production. Billy, throw up a picture of Bob Ross and throw up uh, Bob well, Ross. He knows what cat. he looks like because he's in the television. He just yeah, doesn't no, know what know. he does. Well, 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 I'm, I'm they're trying to sound stupid, but when I move oh, when you're I move, doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like... when, I moved, when I moved to the US, uh, somebody uh Somebody well, that's mentioned, right. I forget uh, he's Canadian. Oh yeah. yeah. Somebody ah, mentioned Canadian. Uh, they brought up some nickname of uh, I don't know, I, I, I can't remember, but but was Bob Ross like he's you know a guy on American TV that you grew up with? Or am I, mean, I yeah. totally off base? No, yeah, yeah man. No, he was always right. on TV doing his painting thing, you know, and he was like the fluffy clouds and like you know, Bob Ross is just such a chill, he's like a cool cat to himself, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like he's got no edge to him, including his fro. Like his fro he is always like kept he that is, fro. 
personality wise it's like his fro and his clouds it's all the puffy like you know and then <laughs> and he the was on the, the, water. the edge channel like if you went through every single channel <laughs> you ended the up the last <laughs> channel was him just painting doing just painting something. you know what i'm saying yeah. like just painting watercolors and living his best life and millions of people smoke weed to him <laughs> alan millions. dunn versus bob I, I ross check this I, guy like out. I don't think we had him on canadian tv because I, I don't remember this but case. but without going too much on a tangent he does his family does not own any of his paintings he got this family got swindled out of all of this. Oh. It's all to a third party that was a partner. And so don't buy Bob Ross oh, paintings. See, all oh, right. Wow. We'll see. We didn't know that that took a dark turn right there. Yeah, I know. So cool, you know cool cat, a cool cat uh, is that's the best Bob Ross you're going to get. <laughs> all right, there you go. So, uh, Awesome. Yeah. So cool cats, I think is, and it's crazy. Why? And I think they're still going to run a little bit. I think they are just, you know, there's enough of a vibe there. People like them enough. They're, they're, you know, quirky enough and cool enough and different enough. You know, I think that's some of the challenge you run into with a few of these other PFPs, in my opinion, you know, some people like the stuff like the Vogus, right. Or another one that haven't really taken off with the TV heads or whatever. You know, I didn't really, for me, that was never one that I really could get into. And one of the reasons was they all look the same to me. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's like, yeah. and in those instances, it's like when I'm sitting there trying to buy one or looking through like, whether it's rarity tools or open and I'm filtering and doing my whole thing. And I'm like, honestly, the difference between this one and that one, I just, you know, now it doesn't mean it won't continue to be successful or whatever, but it just wasn't for me, you know? And uh, I, I, I think that's a really good point. I mean, Chad, I, like, like you bring up another collection with crypto toads. I think, you know, that's one of the key elements that I think this project is amazing is because the rarity tools are so clear and, and you, you can, or so the, rar the rarities are so cool and clear that you can actually tell the difference. But um, yeah, some of these projects, I mean, they, they, even, they even have too much rarity where you don't really know what's rare. Like there's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's kind of like there's a whole study in rarity. Just, That's just like the best projects, though, are the projects that when you look at it, the cool and rare match. That doesn't happen very often. They make it rare by making less of them. But there's very few projects that you look at it and say, that's really awesome. And actually, that's pretty rare. And I think that's, that one, figures that I think that's a great point. Out. And I think that's where Bored Apes nailed it, right? Because you see they a gold, did. you see a gold Bored Ape or a Bored Ape with laser eyes. And you're like, that shit's dope. And I can tell that there's that that's some rare hot shit. Chad, yeah, you were and they made laser eyes that I mean, now people in the other projects put laser eyes, so it must mean rare. I hate yeah, that. Yeah. I, establish your own rare, make it cool enough that I can tell. I mean, that I, I think there's still so much opportunity there. Well, that's why I like the cool cats. When you see the the dope cool cats, like the TV heads and stuff, like you can tell, like, yeah. oh shit, you know, because like <laughs> that's like a project that even when I bought mine, you know, I was looking at the you know lowest to highest on Open Sea. And then I'm like, all right, let me go look and see what the highest look like. And it's like, oh, shit, like that's much cooler. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you know what I'm most interested in in terms of rarity right now is the, the next um, the next stage of tokenomics, because the with these collections, you'll see like whether it's a, you know, Fidenza or whether it's a cool cat or something, you know, obviously the, the more rare and the, 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 the nicer pieces are going for a lot more money. But when tokens are rolled out everyone gets the same so i'm curious if uh because they have like six classes i think cool cats so I, i'm thinking if they when they roll out the milk token are they going to give you know um i think tokens. they will alan different amounts to different rarities yeah 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 that's actually one thing that was in big consideration for the stoner cats of that was that like 
if you own a Katzington or Miss Stoner, which are much rarer than all the other tokens, yeah, you have more influence over the creative direction of the studio. Or even if you have more votes in general, so they're kind of going in the quadratic voting direction where every single vote you have is less powerful than the previous one. So that's important. But the one thing I wanted to mention on Cool Cats is that they kind of really hit it on the one big foundation things that I look for in a project to succeed. And that's like culture and community. I think if you, even if you don't really come out with a concrete roadmap or utility, kind of like the toad, the crypto toads didn't either in the beginning, now they have the socks coming out. But if you have a strong culture and a strong community, you can kind of ride on that just like the board apes did. And then you can build the utility if there's enough interest and enough like momentum moving forward. I mean, I don't think the board ape founders when they first released this expected to have this all this like diverse roadmap too with all these like they pretty much hit in all different directions that you would want every project to hit whether it's a DAO, whether it's a mobile game whether it's like 3d avatars whether it's like irl utility like they're kind of providing like hey this is the one brand that you might need to only come to if you're into nfts so Cool Cats really hit it with the community and that they're they're riding on that. And then now they're introducing the milk token, which was really cool to me. I think that's a great point because there is a lot of chatter about community. We talked about this on the show before, you know, how community is such a driving factor with a lot of these projects, period, to the point that then you get, you know, the you know, you get some of these projects that are trying to boost their Discord numbers and their Twitter followers so that you, you know, to artificially inflate and create a, a community that isn't there. Right. And, uh, you know, we saw it with some of this shit like um, what was it that came out that I think it was like the sevens, maybe, which was like an Oni Force ripoff and like, oh, you, right. know, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And then that whole drop got fucked up because they had people that basically game the system. And then, you know, they had to buy back like a bunch of their like, you know, PFPs and like, I mean, that was just a mess. But, you know, the understanding was that some of that discord was inflated by, you know, bots and things. And it's like, you know, and if they if it's not like truly there, like, you know, you have to be careful. Right. Just because you can't look at. So that would be just a little bit of, you know, so do your own research and all that good stuff. But, you know, when you're using metrics like Twitter followers, Discord members and things like that to judge whether or not you think a project's going to make it, you know, you got to be careful that what you're seeing is like actual reality. So, um, you know, but Oni Force is. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say I mentioned Oni Force. Oni Force was another one that I really liked, you know, and that had like that thing was super buzzing and it took off and then it kind of like sort of deflated and. They just recently came out with the roadmap. But I mean, I, you know, I got lucky because I minted a top 50 guy that I sold for a good bit of dough. And then, but he, that was you one should, where. That, you, should, you still got a Tesla from them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I should, I should wrap it with Oni Force. You know what I'm saying? And uh, at least the, put uh, it on the hood. You know, and because I finally got it, it arrived. I got it in the driveway. The, um, and, uh, but Josh was making the point I had bought back in at one point. And then I had, I sold that one at a loss. You know, sometimes they talk about the paper hands. I paper handed that shit by like a couple of ETH because I just couldn't, I didn't want to keep it in my, in my wallet any longer. When the one that I bought, I felt like it was such a mistake and I overpaid and all that. But anyway, so you saw, That's you saw a you good made, question. Can I drag stuff from the front to the back of my wallet? Cause I hate the ones that are sitting up front. Like I got a lazy lion bungalow sitting there driving me crazy and I can hide it. <laughs> And I don't necessarily want to hide it. I just don't want it coming up first. 
the community that, conversation. Well, you mentioned lazy lines. There's a couple of things to unpack here and talk about. The uh, the lazy well, lines. Answer my question first. Can I move my open see how it looks? Can I? You can. I, yeah, you can change how it filters based on recently created, recently listed, uh, most there viewed. You go. There you go. Okay. But I don't think you can do it by default, depending on how you look at it. But yeah, you can absolutely go in there and change. Like you know, Good. look at most viewed. It'll probably bring up your your best shit first. You know Good. what I'm saying? Good. Or most favorited. And um, but yeah, okay. I have an issue with open sea in general. Like. You know, you know, so even secure from a security standpoint, you have to be careful with some of the shit that gets dumped into your account. I just recently set up my ledger to finally and I'll tell you, I sleep so much better at night. It was a stressful like two weeks. Every morning I would go in and look to make sure my shit wasn't stolen. You know what I mean? And I'm like freaking out. And you're seeing stories of people who obviously have been in the space for a long time who got scammed and hacked and things like when you realize it could happen to anybody. And by setting it up with the ledger, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. Like I almost have to keep my other wallet kind of hot with a little bit of ETH so that like, you know, because sometimes it's a little clunky where it'll if it's not reading it on the computer and some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, I would rather have those extra steps to know that like they can't just steal my apes from me because that shit would be like so terrible. And, uh, you know, but one thing I did in the process was I moved like all my good shit from my like one wallet to my other wallet. So my good wallet now has like 40 things that I actually like. And then there's like 80 some things in that other wallet that I don't even care about. I'm like, you know, have at it. You know what I mean? It's like I, you can have my, uh, you know, my madcap militia and my, uh, you know, whatever else, like the other shit. Although I did get those tiny tanks, man. And I, I threw those in my other wallet. But the uh, so you, you got to get a great ENS domain like like madshitwallet.eth. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea because I do have my <laughs> ETH, my game seven dot ETH for my good wallet. You know what I'm saying? And the other one I could put like exactly like second, you know, like second rate dot ETH or something like that. But um. <laughs> Community, you make a really good point, Jess. And then we talk about community as good and bad. Like, so lazy lions, like they have a crazy active community, right? It's almost like spammy. Like somebody made a point on Twitter the other day. I thought it was really funny. They said they're like the Jehovah's Witnesses of the (laughs) NFT space. And And I'm with that. But at the same time, I also think that's a positive for them because their crew is like the pride and all that stuff. They're very like active and they've got a very active community. So I think, you know. I'm pretty sure the Jehovah's Witness has a lot of money. <laughs> so <laughs> they, you can look at that shit out in L.A., man. They're like, you know, they got all that, uh, you know, they got some of the best property in the world because of that okay. that community. And it's done well. I minted them. I mean, it is nice to go from 0.03 to I sold one at 2.8, 2.3, yeah. something like that. Wow. And I was like, but then I used it to buy the superlative secret society ones that I thought were dope. And I'm like, this shit's all free. Like it's literally cost me 0.03 minus the taxes and all this stuff, which is a whole nother show into itself. My, the taxes is, I'm just going to hand my computer to somebody and say, <laughs> tell me how much I owe. Cause this I is going to be uh, between the crypto gains in the spring uh, and all uh, it's uh, I don't, I don't I'm like, yeah, I didn't don't even get Josh started on that. You're going to get Josh. Yeah, no, no. Started. It's, but I was like, um, do I really, I mean, I'd use all the money to buy the superlative SSs. I didn't put any for taxes or anything. So I was like, well, shit, that's $3,000 that I better make up. I don't know. It's, it's 3,000, uh, bro. 3,000. It's, it's, it's no, just for the one little like, punch button. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah. You, oh you're you're a super ball. Is. I'm like freaking, I'm like literally like, like this, like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> you think you're keeping that ape. That ape is going to Mr. Taxes. You might as well just put IRS nah, across dude, that. No, I pulled out a bunch, to be honest. Like I, when, yeah. when we were going back and forth in text and I, you know, I guess 
and we don't really need to talk about it here, but the, the, the reality is, is like, I think that people need to be smart with uh, taking gains. Um, because I mean, I'm, I'm a flipper. I've been a flipper in domains. I've been a flipper in every, I, you know, you know, when I, when I hit like a 10 X or something, which is part of the reason why I struggle to hold some things. Right. Cause I look at stuff from a, from an ROI perspective. So if I, you know, make 10, 15, 20 X, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, I've hit my, I've hit kind of like the ROI goal that I'm looking for. I'm going to roll that money into something else. Um, so I have like so many short-term trades. Um, so I took, I had to take some, I had to take some off the table and, and kind of say like, okay, this is, this is going to, uh, this is going yeah. to, uh, well, and I've had the conversation and I, you know, with the, with the account as well. And I think some of it is also converting from ETH to USD and then back again in order to make sure that like, you know, gains are recognized as the gains on the appreciation versus like, if you, you know, cause you know, I sold some stuff at, you know, when ETH was almost 4,000, now it's 3000. And it's like, so you're telling me that, you know, if you don't, do the conversion properly and, and time it right, then, and not even a matter of timing, but it's almost like you have to have your process in place to know, because then now the losses, you want to be able to recognize those. Otherwise it's like, as far as the, you know, as far as the tax man's concerned, it's like you sold in USD, you didn't convert, you know, it stayed in ETH. You didn't convert it to anything else. And yeah. even though ETH might be worth a lot less, they still want to get paid. You have no losses to claim without having done the conversion. So, you know, but Leah, we'll talk about that at another time. We maybe even bring ta- you know, our tax guy on. The, you know, that might even be, a, you know, well, valuable. The, the long That'll story like- short is you better, if you made money, you bet, if you're in the U.S., you better set aside money and you better set it in fiat because if crypto went to nothing, IRS doesn't care. They want their money. And so that's, you can just summarize everything. We can yeah. all say how much money we made, but you got to put something aside. Other than gas fees, I'm counting all my gas fees because I can know I can write those bad boys off. So that's the only yeah, thing when I, I mean, pay $65, I'm like, well, I can write that off. But yeah, no, I'm with you. But I think at the end of the day too, I mean, you know, you can, the losses, look, we don't want, let's not turn this into a big legal slash accounting conversation, but yeah. That's that's no fun. We only want to talk about. I know, I know. We're going to cut this out of the show altogether anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that is the, that is, you're right. That's the best advice. If you don't want to worry about it and you want to sleep okay at night, like just take out some cash and set aside the cash so that you can pay the bill when the time comes, you know, but well, especially now, like, I mean, I've got so much of my gains sitting in crypto that's currently like as i look at my wallet i'm like oh god it was a lot higher even as of yesterday I, and josh and i never have more than 0.5 ETH sitting in our wallet at any time nothing. i'm like tapped out i'm we like okay have to send each other like i have so much i have so much to pay gas fees to sell something like hey dude every 0.05 i can borrow <laughs> <laughs> I've literally, See, I mean, literally hit everyone up for some ETH at some point. Like, uh, I don't want to sell right now. Okay, for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll sell this. I'll sell this. I'll sell yeah, this. No, I got no ETH left. But um, I'm curious about something. Did you guys get your art blocks? Did that oh, yeah. happen? That happened during the show? Oh, yeah. I, I saw it and it, it hit. I, I was too late. Like it it, it sold out about six, uh, even six into five. Six. Oh. Alan, how many did you get? Six of them? No, you know, I didn't get any. I, I looked at um, a couple of sales. I, I I do like them, but it was it was a it was a rarity issue for me. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, there's there's like twelve or fifteen gold ones. There's some nice ones, but yeah, I I, I saw. I thought when you got down to the bulk of it, there, there wasn't really much that not you know, differentiated the pieces. Property. They looked all too similar. Yeah. yeah. So so then, but, but so- they, don't get me wrong. I think it's beautiful. I think it's brilliant. I bought yeah. some art blocks the other day. I'm not. I'm not really that big into art blocks. I've never 
found too much success with them, which is upsetting because they're, they're, they're you know, those are, those are like the big time. I feel like, I feel like uh, you can really do well with that. I bought like but, the only art blocks that literally are worth nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I somehow, I should get an award for buying art blocks that aren't valuable because yeah, everything yeah. else is like fucking yeah. minting gold. You bought the Lego green piece, like the green piece at the bottom. I, well, first of all, off. I thought it was curated and it wasn't, it was like, <laughs> you know, so, and, um, but yeah, like I bought some shit at like an ETH. It's like not like worth like a 10th of that now. And it's like, you, you bought those things with like the digits on them. What are those ones? They're like, I always see those ones at the bottom you know yeah, I forget like, they've got like numbers on them <laughs> yeah, the ones, the one, i got like which I, like i said i bought the only art blocks that are that they they maybe will have value just based on the fact that they don't have value that's what i'm hoping for i'm hoping for the contrarian boomerang you know what i mean i'm gonna coin that trademark all rights reserved that's what i'm hoping i get i get the value from. well the ones but, yesterday I, I, were, were like crazy right the ones yesterday are, are like they're like pumping right now I don't know, Tenny. It dropped. They dropped a bit, but yeah. Did they? Those are good. I think they change over time, right? There's like a really cool mechanism. No, I, I don't think there's a time delay in them. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I, 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 it's just all on chain, and it's a very small code, very right. small weight. So. So, but, you know, we did talk about the toads, which I wanted to talk a little. I love the toads, personally. I love I think, those. You know, I love them. Like, and I did get, I, I got my socks. So I got the socks. I'm hoping that I can get them in, you know, the physical versions as well. And uh, great gift. The, great the crypto gift. toads were one of those joints that like, and I'm with you, Chad, like I've gone in and, in, you know, times where I, I didn't catch it at the mint, but I went in and bought and, you know, I was trying to find something that I like about the particular one that I'm buying kind of also to Josh's point about, you know, I got a two trait toad bot, the toad robot that I just love my toad, man. And it's like, it's going to take a lot to peel my toad from me. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, because, and I mean, I bought them at like, you know, I didn't buy them cheap. I think I paid probably one and, you know, one and a half ETH when I bought them. And now it's, you know, I could probably, you know, it's probably worth five or more. And it's just, they're going to, I think they're going to keep doing what they're doing. Cause they're just, they're just like cool. And, and when you look at the really rare ones, they're like super wild. You know what I'm saying? There's like one that's like, so let's talk about the let's talk about the hundreds, the atom bomb stuff. Do you guys have any atom bombs? Like I the, love I love these things. I love that there's no rarity rarity on them. I didn't Absolutely. buy because I don't own the rights. Like oh, I, interesting, right? Because they have, and that's the hundred. So I'm rocking the hundred hoodie. Yeah, the, the it's their logo, eight. so it doesn't help me in my businesses. The bo atom bombs, right? So it's like the um. Well, the, so now the metadata is starting to come out. And what's really cool about that, I think, and, and I'm on the fence, right? Because it's like, I like that they didn't come out right away because it didn't allow for anyone to manipulate based on sort of the rarity. But yet at the same time, it's been so long before they've released it that they just have been sitting there like, you know, there's no movement in the market. So it's kind of like I have got five or six. I'd love to sell a couple, keep the ones I really like, but at the same time, I, it's like, I, A, I don't want to sell before I know if like, you know, I'm going to sell the, you know, one dude, uh, there was a one of one, the black, the black Adam, which they, uh, I think it was Jimmy ETH bought, right? And he bought it for like 75 ETH the day after. And there was a dude who had sold it to the guy he bought it from. He sold, you know, who bought, who flipped it for like one ETH or something, you know what I mean? And six hours later, it sold for 70 something. So I don't want to be that dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. That sells it before he realizes any of the real value. But so it'll be interesting as that comes out. But one thing that they're doing that I thought was super cool, because I saw Bobby hundreds of the hundreds who was like, you know, I want, I want to finally get some sleep, you know, finally getting this metadata out. And I'm kind of like, all right, well, what's been the big, you know, how, how much effort does it take to like, you know, throw it all in a spreadsheet and have your data, data folks like, you know, parse it and send it out the door. 
But like, it turns out they've actually in all the detail have put like the little blurb or the story behind each one of like, cause each one of these was effectively like a design or something, you know, on a shirt or whatever. So, you know, there's history behind like each one, which I think is like super cool. And uh, this one could be really, really neat too. Just the project in general, because of the utility with drops and different merch and all that kind of stuff. And their shit is just so hip to begin with and so cool. But, um, you know, I've got one that, that's like really rare. There's only like 10 or 10 of them or something, the birthday candle one. And he said they only make those. They don't sell them. The actual shirts that have the birthday bomb is that they give them out to like their kids when their kids have birthdays. You know what I mean? So it's or something like really, really kind of neat. So so that's like super cool to me. I mean, I think the stuff that has like there's real like there's, there's some kind of not just history, but you know, again, a story, some really, some kind of, some behind the surface, which I think is super cool. I think you're going to be one of those lucky people. I think we're, everyone who has a, an atom bomb is getting a shirt with your atom bomb on it. It's one of the things. Oh, you're so you're, no way. oh wow. That's awesome. Oh, uh, yo, happy birthday to me, yo. What up? Yep. I'll get it to my kids, man. Maybe, you know, they'll Dude, probably... I did, I, I, you got a one of 12 JT out of 25,000 and you minted it, right? You, like, I just don't oh. understand how you do it, man. I literally don't understand how you do it. It's insane. <laughs> Every time, bro. Well, you know, I didn't get a mega mutant. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I, it's not, you know, hey, I did okay with the dogs. I did okay with the Oni Force. I actually have a top 50 blockchain biker. I'm hoping that shit blows up, man. I'm like, let's go, guys. Come on, get your shit together. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so no, all good. And then, uh, all right, so the last thing, there's only one or two more things I want to talk about. I know we're running up on time. Um, lost poets. So this is now they're starting to reveal what's going on. And I, you know, this was something I was super down with. I I've got only got two of them. So I don't think that I can create a poem or a face, but how does Alan, Jess, you, Chad, you guys know how these actually work? Like what the deal is? I, I'm having so much fun with these, but I, I still don't know how they work. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty creepy. I mean, I, I, I love the concept. I love the, but I look at the pictures and I, Oh, they're horrible. I would never put that on my wall. It scared my dog as he came around the corner. The wall test is an interesting thing. I think you can't go wrong in a situation. We've said this on the show a lot of times. You can't go wrong if you buy something that you put on the wall anyway, like truly like art. You know what I mean? Because if it passes the wall test, then that at least always will give it some value just as like digital art in your collection. I saw somebody on Twitter um, did a thread where they were like talking about, you know, art and this whole, you know, the whole JPEG right click. And they did like a 250 year breakdown of like the hit art history, you yeah, know, that was great. That was know, really and, good. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, I thought we provided some really cool perspective. Maybe I can find the link and throw it into the show's description on the site. Um, and uh, cause it really broke down the different periods, you know, the impressionist period and all that kind of stuff going all the way into Warhol and everything and how this digital sort of era that we're in now is you know the new this is the new era and you know so people are discounting the value of these things as art you know we talk a lot about utility we talk about community but the idea of some of these things especially art blocks i mean their utility is in the art you know what i mean because fidenzas you look at them and you're like that shit is dope like you know it like moves you in a way and i mean if that was on the wall like it would even be more so you know and you can turn that into you know, get yourself the digital TV frame and, you know, have it, have your stuff up there. That's and, yeah, never yeah. served me wrong. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. It's a story behind the artist too, right? Like Tyler Hobbs, you know, for Fidenza, I mean, he's been at it, um, you know, for years and years. And then you have like, with, even with the, the photo taxis, the re release by Casey Reese, I mean, he wrote, literally wrote the book on a, on a programming language called processing. And so if you know, I mean, you have to be really nerded out kind of on that particular yeah. genre, but if you are, 
it really gives you a, just a more intense appreciation for, for what they're doing. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, like to, to your point, JT, I mean, it, there's just, it, it's new and it's, uh, you know, it, it's also interesting to see how like Christie's and Sotheby's are adopting um, the whole uh, generative art movement as well. Yeah. And yeah, it's a fun, um, it, to me, it's a, just a really fun time. And I, I'm not, I don't have like a art historian background and I'm, you know, I, yeah. it's all new, I'm, but, but to me, it's fun to learn. Like I just yeah. kind of, uh, I've, I've gathered much, a much deeper appreciation for a lot of things just from paying attention to the scene and, and just learning. So I think sure. that's, that's been the most fun and exciting. Like even the, the Hearst project, the, um, I had a great discussion with my wife. She's like, I had two. She's like, you can sell one, but I want a physical one. I'm like, I don't want a physical one, but she's like, I want a physical one for our house. It's like, okay, yeah. sure. And now you can burn it and you got to get a physical. <clears throat> yeah. I got, I got yeah. two as well, Chad. I got one for one for NFT yeah. and one for physical. They actually just had a meetup in London. The, uh, the, oh, that's other day, cool. the fir first host, uh, host meetup. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I only had and the, bur the burn, the burn window is opening up right next week. Sorry. Yeah. Alan. Yeah. No, I only have one. I'm really fucking stressed about what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another. You should that's, buy another one. Thirty that's grand. The hard part. That's the hard grand. part in a lot of these projects, and and it goes to what Chad was saying earlier about his crypto punk. Like when you only have one, you're, you're like you're, you're stuck. Posted. You're yeah. stuck because you're like, oh my god, like what? And as more of these projects start involving some of the game theory and the tokenomics aspects, like MetaHero and you know the Pixel Vault, um, you know Punk's comics stuff, like you know, that stuff starts to get really tricky because you're like trying to figure out like, how do you best maximize for value for your actual enjoyment, your entertainment, your utility and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, but you can't I, be perfect on every project. You have to learn to be able to just kind of roll and go, you know? I don't think you need to. I, I was thinking about this last night because um, the, the toads is something that I, I really love. And um, I don't think the magic number is two. I, I bought another toads last night, so I have three. And I'm really, really happy because if they do like, you know, go off the charts and I sell one, I'm not left with one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so three, the magic number is three. The magic number is three. I, three I, is I've number. got three frames. So my magic number's always been three. I try and get three that'll look good in the frames. So well, but I, think my, three, I, I think three is the I think three is the well, three is number. the magic number. We might yep. have to make that the title of the show or, or you know, or top shot, shot, shots. But the uh, three is my favorite number. It's also Alan Iverson's number. So as a big Sixer fan, you know, what I I'm even saying? had three taco be... fall cards at one time. <laughs> <laughs> I love I taco they are, fall. They sound really good. For taco that. falls cards, each one, it was sort of like uh, it was like a totem pole style, like to get him all in one frame. You had to have like the first one was yeah. just his legs. Then it was just I literally bought section. three of them. I, I it was like I'm shoulders buy the whole head. market make taco fall the most valuable card <laughs> on the market. <laughs> <laughs> Three is the number. I mean, it is, it gets tough. You know what I mean? For me, I'm not selling my toad for like, it'll take a lot of money for me to sell my toad. Um, but I would, I mean, I think everybody has a number. I mean, even loot, I sold my loot bag at one, at some point. I didn't tell you guys this. I almost felt oh, you sold your, your house. I, know, I, sold, I didn't even want to tell you guys. I, well, I bought it for two. I sold for 11. I mean, I got the tokens as well. You know what I mean? And it just That's got true. to be, but you know what it was? It was also, I'd gotten kind of frustrated because I also bought loot x loot i bought you know i literally bought mercenaries i bought all this i have all this stuff and i was just like you know just got almost overwhelming you know what i mean so it's i was like too much loot 
There's too much loot, but I'm, you know, but I might just buy right back in. I don't know. I had a nice loot bag too. And like, you know, as Jess knows, I mean, I had a whole like backstory for my evil wizard and stuff and our dragon hide empire and everything. Like I was ready to roll. I bought mage.io and I was going to have the domain point literally to like just a picture, like the, you know, the, the sort of the crypto punk style picture of my character, you know what I mean? And just have that be the thing. So, I mean, but hey, you can't be 100% in every single project. I mean, Board Apes is my number one, and there's a lot of other ones that I like that I'm, you know, that I'm, that I'm in on, but, the, uh, but, I, but I love loot I, and, you know, kind of hurt to go. But at the same time, taking 50K off the table or whatever it was made, it, made the medicine go down a little easier, you know what I mean? So the, uh, with that, the, um, let's go through real quick. We're going to do a quick round robin here on like the last six, seven minutes just to see what's coming out that's going to be dropping soon. Let's give some alpha to the, to the audience as far as anything that you're kind of interested in and, uh, or you think has potential project wise. This is not financial can do, advice. Can we, do, well, can we do, can we do projects that you've been, that you've bought recently as well? Sure. As yeah, whatever. I think it's like this. Let's do this. This is do your own research. D Y O R NFA, not financial advice. We're just saying some things because, I mean, we're talking about a lot of different things here. And I think the audience does really like it, though, when we kind of hip them to things that they're not even whether or not it's something they might want to get into or we're at, we're not again, we're not promoting shit. We're like these, none of these are our projects, but I do think this is what I'm doing, right? This yeah. is what I'm doing. So go join ahead. me if you want. So go ahead. <laughs> you start, man. Since you, no, you, you start, man. You, you, you're the main you're the main attraction. What you nah, going hey, on? man, I'm just the guy like I'm just the, I'm the host, man. Y'all carry me. But with that, all right, I would still, you know, the things that I'm into that have not minted yet. I still think Mechaverse is going to be crazy. Like that shit for me is like, I mean, it, I'm already upset at not getting one in the mint in the gas wars to come. You know what I'm saying? So I know they might do like a, you know, depending on how they actually roll it out. But that still remains my number one as far as target wise about, you know, what I'm really, really excited about what I just recently bought into. Um, you know, I did buy a creature. I bought I got the, the crypto toads. Those are already those are moving, moving. Um, what did I, I bought something yesterday. Let's see. Whoa, before I forget what I got into, I definitely went through and spent a little bit of ETH trying to catch up on a couple of projects that I was otherwise a little slow to move on. And let's see, what was it? So, oh, I got my, I got the, my mint pass collection for my gutter cat. So I've got a gutter cat, a gutter rat, and I've got my mint pass three and four because I want to have a full, a full set. And, uh, and then I also got the superlative. I got one of those superlatives. So those were like my, uh, you know, so, so that's what it, what's up. So again, big on Mechaverse. I can't, I can't hype that enough without knowing anything other than just, you know, some of what I've seen in the discord and on Twitter and all that shit. I think the, the art to me, I love like the whole Pacific rim, you know, uh, like just, you know, Voltron kind of transformers looking aspect of it. I think the, the art approach is super kind of clean and cool. So that's sort of what I'm into. And, uh, you know, like I said, other than that superlatives, I think are neat. I, I'd like to understand a little more of the story, but I think the art is just really wild. And I like, really like the one I got. And then I kind of, and I got the full min pass because I think gutter cats still have some room to run. So that's my, uh, that's my full suite of kind of what's up. So uh, Josh, why don't you go next and we'll go backwards order from like the, what we did by way of the intros. All right. So buying wise, I bought, I bought some superlatives as well. Uh, I bought three, uh, I already sold one. Um, so <laughs> I've only got two now, um, but, um, <clears throat> I bought those like at point one. Um, and then I also bought, oh, 
I bought bulls yesterday. I bought a bunch of bulls yesterday. Bull. Uh, we can't bulls see. Like three months Shane, ago? we can't see. see. Uh, you can't see it. I bull. put Josh will say bulls on the block. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought bulls on the block yesterday. I, I bought a bunch of them. And if you don't know why, go and check out bullsontheblock.com. Their updated roadmap and the evolved bulls. Uh, well, yeah, the evolved bulls look really so, cool. They look so really cool. Sick. And I'll tell you, that's a project that I think is interesting because there's resilience there, right? Like they had problems. They, you know, there's a falling out between their lead art, the artist, um, and like some of the other founders, if you will. But there's a like- real story there. There's a real story there. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the comeback of the NFT world. I'm I'm pretty sure of it. All right, I'm gonna really, really, have to buy one. To, like based <laughs> on what should I be looking for? Like what about robots versus the regular bulls? Like anything like would you rather like a regular bull or a robot bull? I don't know, man. I just go for the ones that look dope, you know? I like the I robot mean, bulls. The and, robot and bulls. And here's the thing. Dope. Here's the thing. I bought bulls initially and I sold all of my bulls. And I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting the fuck out of these bulls. They're <laughs> shit. The team is stupid. Like, I hate them. But um, they 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 changed the team up. They updated the roadmap. And it looks really cool. If you check out bullsontheblog.com, it's cool. But, all right. Uh, and you're gonna, about that you're one. gonna find this crazy, but I actually have the bulls and the bears have with matching numbers and Ooh. never touched them. And they said that they're gonna give something special for the people that strong handed it. Did oh, yeah, I did see that? that. I did yeah. see that. Yeah, I did see that. And the other thing that I'll mention is uh, because I don't think anyone else will mention them, is galaxy eggs. I think those are I think those are really cool. Um, I got a bunch of them. I got I got some. I got more than three of those. So, <laughs> so I'm good. Now, but, now I'm buying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But um, but they're 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 pretty cool, man. They're like it's just really cool art more than anything. Yeah, yeah. The, the art was really attractive to me, um, and I think that they've you know in their roadmap that you you know they've got drops that are coming and and you know the standard the standard NFT play. <laughs> okay, I like it, man. Yeah, the Galaxy eggs are wild, dude. I was looking at some of those. They were like insane. I couldn't figure out where I wanted to get in on that, but the uh, the, the there are some really really crazy ones. All right, cool. Oh, and the mint and the mint and the mint alpha for me, I'm gonna be minting eternal eternal royals. Um, I think those look pretty cool. I don't even know what that is. I'm gonna write that shit down. In my I'm mind. writing it down right now. <laughs> All right, Al, what do you got, dude? Okay. I, I'm just I'm taking all the alpha in here. I've been trying to get organized, so I, I don't really have anything that's coming up in the drops. I mean, I, I am really interested in getting a position to get these parallel cards, uh, which I think are coming out in October, Chad. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think so. So I'm trying to levitate towards like proven projects that are coming out with like uh, an, another uh, another round or something. Okay. And um, then who was who who initially dropped the parallel cards? Like, so who is that? Chad is the uh, the master. Yeah, well, all of that's actually a good segue, but I'll wait till you're done, Alan. I'm going to talk about games in my uh, closing. Uh, no, besides that, I mean, I, I'm really involved in this, in this Lost Poets thing. I, I, I think Pac is a genius. I think mm-hmm. if you look back at what he did with his last drop, like just a single cube on the first day was $500. Now it's like 16000 or something. Yeah. And then, then, there's, then there's the Ash token. Like he makes it fun. And that's actually part of uh, a lot of the reason why I love this space is so I'm really into like lost poets right now. and just trying to, I mean, I have got a lot of them. I'm just trying to figure out what to burn, what to keep. He, he gave a two week window to do this. So it's, it's so much fun, but man, 
It's two pressure. weeks, to, it's pressure, two weeks to figure out the next stage. This is worse than Josh holding something. I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right. I, I can help you, Alan. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Well, good segue for Chad, I think, on the parallel card. So let's talk. About, so what do you got? Yeah, almost all my um, energy goes into games in the, in the space. I, I, I do a little bit with the PFP projects. Um, like if I were to divide my you know, day and, and how I, it's a lot of it's DeFi um, mm-hmm. and LPs and then in games. And the PFPs I kind of just do is, is I hear about them or, or see them and then the art block stuff, which I find just sort of fascinating. But yeah. On the game side, there's four that I, I follow pretty closely. And so Alan mentioned one, the Parallel. Um, they came out in March, and they had some early um, cards that they dropped. It's basically, a, uh, it's a TCG. It's a, it's a trading card game. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of just depth to the art and to the mechanics. And games that, that interest me are ones that have a good team, good art, strong community, good developer base and just a long-term roadmap like parallel for example um the youtube co-founder i think it's chad hurley like he's involved in you know the the team and just so to Uh me those are things that can grow into you know these the pfp projects can get there right like cool cats they kind of they're sort of evolving and there's others you know byc or byc same same kind of thing um but to me like a game because a game has so much depth i mean when the inevitable bear market hits, games won't, in my opinion, go super south because we all, I mean, like 50%, 60% of the world plays games, right? And it's like, yeah, it's a different, blockchain games are a different evolution. But when you look at Axie, for example, like I got, I got into Axie <clears throat> in November of last year and I still am super involved. And it, it's just, to me, there's just such a depth of, of the experience. And so... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> owning those nfts and just interacting with the game it's there's so much opportunity um if that's your kind of thing and for me i grew up as a gamer so it's like a super easy uh, evolution sure. so i get so the quick is, is a parallel axi influence um i still think loot has got legs it's going to take a little bit i think that's a longer term play mm-hmm. but the parallel drop that alan mentioned it will be i think it's october 30th or, or 31st you can check out their discord oh, but right it's going to be super super attended um yeah. but it'll be a relatively fair drop it won't be a gas war it'll be closer to a top shot drop okay dope yeah and i think that's you know well you made a point earlier too about how even for art blocks getting an understanding of kind of the the science and you know behind it or you know the history of the artists themselves and i agree i mean i think and that's some of what helps to you know give you you know an out al- you know call it alpha but being smart but also being intellectually curious right like you know digging sort of deeper like coming in and just being like hey what's the hot shit so i could just buy it and try and like you know i mean you know yeah that might work if you get good advice from the right people or if the market just continues to run and we're so early that it's going to continue to be a bull market predominantly for a while but really at the end of the day it's like you know if you can identify and spend the time to really get to understand where some of that value and interest and you know some of that is going to derive from it's going to serve you well so i think that's a that was a really like really interesting cool point because when you look at the art blocks, that's some of when people are like, how do I know? You know, because I hear that a lot, too. It's like, how do we know what, you know, what what's going to be? And it's like, well, you know, you it's trying to identify, you know, who the artists are that people are going to have that are going to have demand. And that's going to a lot of times be based on who they are, what their story is. And then as well as then the art they create. So, you know, I think that's uh, 
you know, some really cool, cool insights. So can I, can I just reiterate one, one thing? Cause I, I, that resonates with me a lot with, with what Chad said is like, there is going to be a, uh, a bear market, bear market. <laughs> you know, whether, whether, you know, and I've been, I've been saying it for a while, whether it comes, you know, next week or in six months, I don't know, but it's going to come and a lot of people aren't going to be ready for it. Um, I don't, I think that game, the, the games are the safe haven from, in, in my opinion. Um, and for me, you know, I, I, my biggest bags in all of NFTs by far is, is Zed run. So, um, and I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that, I think the gaming side of NFTs is, I mean, just, just revolutionary. And there's so many people that play these games that are not involved in the rest of the NFT world at yep. all. So I, yeah. I think it's almost the easiest bridge too. like, I look at Fortnite and stuff and, you know, my son trades, I think he trades stuff now with people, but imagine if you could trade that outside of uh, Fortnite. Like, like, yeah, I I think it's gaming is amazing. Without a doubt. I mean, gaming in a lot of ways has replaced even sports, you know, like esports. When you look and see some of these tournaments and, you know, just the amount of money and time and everything that's poured into that. And, yeah. you know, kind of to Chad and everyone's point, like we grew up playing games. Right. So now it's like you can do that in ways where, you know, you can. And for my kids, like, you know, they'll spend money and all this time trying to get game swag and things in Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, you know, the idea that we've barely scratched the surface on some of that. And then when you couple in gambling and that aspects, those gamification in general of a lot of this stuff is going to create all sorts of amazing opportunity. And, you know, that's where it's like just trying to find pick winners and. getting involved you know it's like a key thing to kind of recognize stuff ahead of time so for sure so jess what about you bro um i kind of wanted to build on what you said about gaming i think if you understand like why minecraft was such a big success you'll kind of understand why sandbox will be huge or other kinds of Mm -hmm. things like that um one of the biggest complaints that i think gamers are starting to realize now is that we never really had true ownership over any of our assets and games yeah whether it was skins or any kinds of cosmetics in fortnite or anything on Steam or anything from Riot, whether it was League of Legends or whatever. Um, And also it empowers creators, right? They used to have to hire artists to come make the skins and now artists can kind of develop their own wearables, deploy it onto the market and people can buy them without having to worry about someone bringing them on board for their, you know, for their product. So that's really cool to me. I think making wearables on Sandbox or Decentraland or even skins on Zed Run, like I know they had a contract with Stella Artois and uh, Atari that made like custom skins for them. So like these kinds of partnerships are really important. Um, yeah. I wanted to uh, also mention, um, I think Top Shot is coming out with the game as well. So you'll be able to, based on which moments you have, feed them to like an empty shell of a player. So let's say you, you want to really power your player on the three-pointer end, you can feed him a bunch of Steph Curry's or like, Defensive um, end, feed him a bunch of Matisse Thibault, you know, so you can really work in on that. And so that's really important to me. That's cool. I dig all that. Yeah, for sure. All right, Shane, what about you, bro? Um, well, being a trader, I think it's starting to become a uh, an easier market because here's, here's how I look at where we're at right now. So you've got, it's just like the stock market. You got IPOs that everybody's chasing after. You've got solid stocks that are become too expensive for the average person to get in. So where does that leave you? The same as a stock market. It's the lower priced things that are just lingering 
that people can now afford. So the younger people, the new people, they can't get into board apes. They can't get into cool cats. So the next best things are the ones that are going to take off. It, it works exactly like the stock market. This is trailed. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. I look at it and I just laugh. It's almost gotten the last month has become fairly predictable from the standpoint is you're going to see the second best. You're going to see like crazy koalas go from 0.03. You're going to see the bulls go. You're going to see, um, alphabetties, you're going to see these floors move from 0.03 to 0.2 to 0.3. You're going to see cool caps come down. You're, it's, I really do think it's pretty predictable of what's coming up now. And I, I think one of the things that there's an opportunity, it's not a huge run, but you're going to see these lower floor second run, been there a while, people liked but forgot about make little runs. And I think it's some easy cash for the next couple of weeks um, doing that. And it's going to take numbers though. It's going to take 20 at point one. It's going to take a little bit of different way of doing it to make that money, but it's a stock trader's dream watching how this is developing because it really is following a stock market as far as the different types of stock. That's huh. kind of my opinion. Yeah. Well, no. And as an old school trader, that gives you like, you get an interesting perspective. And I think for, you know, that my thing though, I did try to do the day trading when the, when the serums came out, I spent the day like kind of flipping M1s and M2s. But you did well. Oh, I did. I made like 10 grand over the course of the day. And it was like, but it felt like real work. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not here for that. I'm not here for yeah, the real work. No, there's, you know there's no doubt that it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, know. it's definitely, and it's again, again, a tax nightmare when you're moving all that, but oh, it is pretty, I um, I'm like, I'm, but I'm, I also have seen, this is breadcrumbing at its finest. You hear me use this word is I, I just watched what people are doing to try and raise the value. The thing that I hated about the bulls thing lately is like, if you have it less than 0.5, we're not going to do anything till everybody pulls it off and manipulates the market and, and reduce it or makes the price either not listed or above 0.5 until we're going to do anything. I don't like manipulation like that at all. No, I hate that as well. Yeah, that's yeah, a fair that point. was not a good move. And there's tons of bread coming like, okay, we're having a little trouble. We're going to drop something. I just took your snapshot. You know, the Twitter that says, I just took your snapshot. I wonder what that means. Pisses me off. That's just breadcrumbing <laughs> everybody. And it's, yeah, exactly. I stay away from that shit. I don't like it at all. all right, well, I'm, I'm thankful for the mutants, Rob, because this whole time I was, you know, I've been in NFTs and I kind of missed the apes thing. I actually watched apes men. I was watching a Twitch stream of one of the most rare apes being minted. I think it was like uh, rainbow teeth, had a uh, bandana, everything. And I was yeah. watching and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to, I don't know if it's going <laughs> to. So my best for dropping mutants and I went in with the magic number with three in the most recent week. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Oh, and I'm excited for Ape Fest. I don't know if any of you are coming, but it should be a fun time. Uh, you know, I might have to try and get out there the um, or up there. The uh, But yeah, I think that's an interesting point about the, you know, the mutant drop. And, and one of the reasons why the apes have done, you know, they're they're just everything they do. I do think the extra mutants were a bit dilutive, but I do think appreciate at the same time, you know, the ability to create a new entry point for folks. And it looks like in the roadmap 2.0, they've, you know, the mutants are part of the plan. You know, they're in the pictures, they're in the, like when you actually look at the, and everyone's now like, you know, analyzing the thing, like it's treasure map. Right. And uh, you know, they're like, look, you can see mutants at the bar and the in real <laughs> life, like, you know, Miami club. And it's like, see, you know, and, it, and, you know, and I think that's important and kind of goes back to the, to what we were saying earlier, where 10,000 sounds like a big number, but is it really a big number when you look at how many people, you know, and, and for some of these things to be successful, you do need to have larger overall numbers because 10,000 PFPs, there's still only, you know, 5,500 actual owners. And you're going to get to a point where, 
you know, you won't have more than what, what's the max 6,500, 7,000. I don't think after that, when you, some folks who have multiple apes, they're never selling. It's a PF, it's a, it's a version of a reverse stock split in NFTs. That's all it is. It's a reverse stock split in NFTs. You're just giving them more stock for it. And that's in mutants instead of apes. So last thing, you know, we didn't talk a lot about stoner cats. The next time we have Jess on, we're going to have to talk stoner cats because I know that's <laughs> part of his jam. I'd like to get into that a little bit more. I do think gamification, though, talking about that, two, two things. And there's, there's a lot of great shit out here. I mean, I'm just going through my good wallet and there's like a lot of good stuff. But the um, Rumble Kongs, I don't know if anybody messes with Rumble Kongs, but I'm super curious to see what happens there because they're like apes that play hoops. And they've got like shooting and defensive scores and stuff. So I'm curious to see, like, do they get introduced into a game? Uh, Steph Curry bought one of those as well. And obviously, you know, famous for, you know, how he bought into the apes during that crazy run. Um, But then I think, you know, if we're going to talk gamification and some of this stuff, then I think we got to mention some of the the meta hero stuff for Pixel Vault, because I think that is going to also be really, really interesting because I know as those guys are stockpiling more and more money and, you know, building what they're building, you know, they're going to be putting in time and effort into game development. And it'll be really interesting to see what that's going to be like and how you're going to be able to, you know, stake your characters, use your characters, the planetary DAOs, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of crazy stuff involved with that. And, uh, you know, I did not get in very early on that. But when I got my dog that I sold Fallout Boy, you know, rest in peace to Fallout Boy, Neon Sanders, you know, I took some of that money, called up Alan literally that day and was like, tell me about, talk to me about Punk's comic. Like, what do I got to do? You know, and he's like, well, buy one in the top 5,000. And uh, so you can get Punk's comic volume two and, you know, and then broke down sort of the rest of it for me too. And I just think, you know, a lot of what they're doing is really, really cool and interesting. So anyway, but we could talk hours and hours about each one of these. So, but I think we covered a lot of ground. This was a fantastic show. I want to thank, especially Jess and Chad for the first, hopefully not the last time that y'all are on here, you know, part of the rabbit hole gang, rabbit hole gang, make the thing go bang. Like, you know, y'all are, y'all are part of the team now. So we'll, uh, we'll do it again sooner than later. And uh, obviously Shane, Josh, Allen, as always, thank you so much. And I say on every single show, thank you to the audience without you guys. There's no us. We're here for y'all. Uh, find us. We're on Twitter. We're out and, you know, we're in the universe. You can comment on the blog itself at domainsherpa.com. Um, and, uh, you know, just let us know if you, uh, questions, want to, want to hear what's up, you know, want to give us some feedback, you know, tips, tricks, all that good stuff, you know, where to find us. And, uh, otherwise we'll see y'all next time on domain Sherpa. We're all roads lead to domains and on the rabbit hole gang, right down the rabbit hole. We're all roads lead to NFTs. <laughs> all right. Take it easy, everybody. Peace out. We'll see you next time. It don't matter what you do.